Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you that we have another opportunity to be your worthy servants. We thank you for another privilege that we have life and time to be your representatives. Father, we can't do it by our own self. Your promise is that with you we can do all things. So we pray you abide with us. We pray that your word this morning will give us the strength and the grace needed for today's work. That when we return, we'll be glad we asked for this blessing. And we'll surely get it because we have asked in accordance to your will. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our High Calling, September 30 Take heed unto thyself. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 16 The charge given to Timothy should be heeded in every household and become an educating power in every family and in every school. The highest aim of our youth should not be to strain after something novel. There was none of this in the mind and work of Timothy. They should bear in mind that in the hands of the enemy of all good, knowledge alone may be a power to destroy them. It was a very intellectual being, one who occupied a high position among the angelic throng that finally became a rebel, and many a mind of superior intellectual attainments is now being led captive by his power. The youth should place themselves under the teaching of the Holy Scriptures and weave them into their daily thoughts and practical life. Then they will possess the attributes classed as highest in the heavenly courts. They will hide themselves in God and their lives will tell to his glory. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Thyself needs the first attention. First give yourself to the Lord for sanctification to his service. A godly example will tell more for the truth than the greatest eloquence unaccompanied by a well-ordered life. Trim the lamp of the soul and replenish it with the oil of the spirit. Seek from Christ that grace, that clearness of comprehension which will enable you to do successful work. Learn from him what it means to labor for those for whom he gave his life. The most talented worker can do little unless Christ is formed within the hope and strength of the life. A noble all-round manhood does not come by chance. It is the result of character building in the early years of youth, a practice of the law of God in the home. God is waiting to inspire the youth with power from above, that all who stand under the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ may work to call, to warn, and to lead souls into safe paths. 
and to plant the feet of many upon the rock of ages. Amen. A devotion once more is titled, Take Heed Unto Thyself. That means, pay attention to yourself. And when you are telling someone to pay attention, you have to give the person a reference point, something to look at, and then apply it to him or herself. In which case, there is something you want that person to do. Here, the Bible tells us, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. What is the point of reference to the doctrine? Look at yourself. Look at the doctrine. Look at yourself. Look at the word of God. And then apply the principles of the word of God in your life. Then you will save yourself. And then you'll save those who watch you of all whom you have influenced to. I've heard a story once of someone who was traveling to a particular location. The story was he was traveling to Lagos, but he joined the bus going to Abuja. And he arrived at Abuja, but never at Lagos. And the question was asked, how did he, how did, how manage, how did it happen? that he found himself in Abuja, whereas his intention was to be in Lagos. So many factors could have played in. So many. It could be he didn't ask the right questions. It could be he may have been sleeping in the bus. It could be someone told him something which sounded like where he was going. In fact, there was a suggestion or that possibly, maybe because he just had the bus the traf- the transport line okay say the young or any other name and so when he got to the park he just entered and paid and then he did not pay attention to the details that was required for his destination brothers and sisters we are going somewhere in fact before where we are going to we were somewhere before the bible said that god made man in his own image after his own likeness that was where we were that was our location until the fall and then we found ourselves far below our identity man became a reflection of the character of satan and god is working now to bring us back to our original identity that is the character of god should we expect the world should we expect satan or the principles of the world to be now the chat should we not ask the world how should we behave you know so many of us we come into life excuse me and we find that so many people are running towards a particular goal we are told be what you can be your best do this do that we're given so many self-inflating ideas and we run with it we never ask the question excuse me why were we here why were we brought into this life and where are we going to? Okay, what is the chart and the compass? You know, Psalm 119 verse 9. Psalm 119 verse 19 says, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. His status, stranger. What is the compass? The commandments of God. So, 
the, the reading is giving us the advice we should not lose sight of our compass or our chart and paul is advising timothy take heed to thyself watch yourself make sure that everything you're doing is in line with the commandments of god i believe there are so many thoughts that come in our minds as human beings there are so many impressions some of them are from god some of them are from satan you know when jesus asked peter who do men say i am peter inspired by the spirit of god said thou art christ the son of the living god what did jesus say jesus said to him flesh and blood has not revealed this to you so jesus examined the inspiration of peter that the inspiration peter expressed was in line with the word of god take it unto thyself now jesus asked again or expressed to his disciples that he was going to jerusalem and that he would die and be resurrected the third day what did peter say the bible said that peter took jesus aside and restrained him and said far be it from thee what did jesus tell peter get behind me satan the bible said that jesus rebuked peter and said to him get behind me satan for thou savourest the things that be not of god how can from peter come two sources of inspiration from god and from the holy spirit and from satan peter was not taking heed to himself you know we have this glorious idea about ourselves that we are ingenious we are we are um, gods gods if we follow the rules of god but we have this flowery idea that anything that comes from us is gold the bible would say in proverbs 3 trust in the lord with all thy heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him so peter lost sight he just opened his mouth and he spoke he did not process that's why i'm saying take heed to yourself give attention to the thoughts that come out of your mind not everything that comes from us is golden it's not everything that comes out of us that is is supernaturally right we need to examine our thoughts now how put them by the side of the doctrine don't trust us yourself we shouldn't trust ourselves as though we were we were uh, angels we are not we are human paul in romans 7 verse 18 will say i there is nothing good in me then when we receive any thought that comes to us check what does the bible say about it to the law and to the testimony if they speak not according to it there is no light in them so quickly as the thought flashes through your mind you examine it through the word of god if it is right you move forward then we are told in this reading that by so doing we will be building ourselves to become um then we will be will possess the attributes classed as highest in the heavenly courts they will hide themselves in god and their lives will tell to his glory so we have been told that this is the way to actually form a character when thoughts come to your mind you place them beside the doctrine what's the bible saying this principle i'm trying to use now what i'm trying to do what's the motive can i place it and say it is selfless it is in line with god's word once you analyze it by the help of the spirit of god and it has no taint of self or sin or wrong principles move forward 
move forward this way little by little we have we will develop a character that is like unto god the other thing the reading talks about which i believe my brother will talk about more is it's not so much about our intellectual capabilities more is to be done by the spirit of god by that i mean what is the motive behind your action it's not so much about the talents we have or the skills we have if it is not according to the um, principles of god or put more clearly paul will say even if i give my whole body to be born to give your body to be born is like the highest sacrifice you can give we said if there's no love in it it doesn't make any sense so our, our while we are developing ourselves we should not seek to raise our, ourselves to be the standard or make ourselves to be gods our life should first be examined to make sure that it reflects the principles of god the character of god the principles of the word of god then we can act safely may the lord help us to do this amen a second point I want to add here is, you know, when a cup is full, it's hard to add more water. A cup of water filled cannot receive more. But the one that is empty has more potential or possibility of receiving more. Why I'm saying this is, we need to come to Christ empty of self, not full of our own, not full of our own ideas. Remember, David said, I'm a stranger. You know, when you're a stranger in a place, you ask more questions. And that tells, that gives you more opportunity to know, have more information. Here, we are told that we should learn from him, that is from Jesus, what it means to labor for those for whom he gave his life. And we are told also to trim the lamp of the soul and replenish it with the oil of the spirit. Seek from Christ that grace, that that clearness of comprehension, which will enable you to do successful work. My point here is we need to have the openness of mind to say, Lord, I don't really know. I want to be able to see through Christ how to go about this. And from what I can I can tell we would always find ourselves short of Christ's standard. We will. We will. But that will now make us to pray to him to give us that which we lack, which, for instance, the reading is saying, a clearness of comprehension. We need to ask also for the oil of the Holy Spirit. We need to also ask for the kind of love that Jesus has. For surely, when we look to Christ, we will see that we do not meet his standard. But if we go to him as though we know it, or we are the great men of the world, we plan businesses and they succeed, we have made returns, we have met targets, that mindset may not allow us to grow or learn from him. So my point is, we need to be empty of self. And even if we are not, we ask God, I'm full of self. I think God is so loving and he does not embarrass any one of us if we are sincere. And then he will ref- he will refresh us. He will replenish that which we do not have. So that's my point. First, again, let us empty ourselves of our self-produced ideas and learn from him. Amen. The title of the devotion is Take Heed Unto Thyself. 
and the memory text is from 1 Timothy 4 verse 16. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul told Timothy, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Take heed unto thyself. In another passage of the Bible, in the book of Acts 20 verse 28, once more, we hear the same words being said to us today. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Take heed is what we are being told. To take heed means that we should give careful attention to ourselves. Take heed to yourself means give yourself diligent and careful painstaking attention and then that's the first work before you talk about giving careful diligent attention to the flock and to the doctrine of course to take heed to yourself means that you must take heed to the doctrine because it is the doctrine that tells you what you are actually taking heed to in yourself without the doctrine you wouldn't know what to take heed to the doctrine simply means teachings of the word of god that's why we are told in first timothy 4 16 take heed to yourself and to the doctrine that is make sure that you are continuing in them that is how you take it to yourself i say take it to myself and i say okay let me just go and take care of myself how something needs to tell me how to take it to myself and that is the word of god the doctrine that i should continue in them because when i do that it says i will both save myself and those that hear me that means if i'm taking heed to myself i should be careful lest my words or my life rather contradict what i say that is one of the things to take heed to because when your words and your life are not in harmony you preach one thing and do another thing you will undo all the good that you have done for another person who is watching you when you preach two hours for someone to someone and then the rest of the of the day and of the week you just keep on undoing the good you have done with your life living against what you have taught then you will not save yourself or even those that hear you when we are taking heed to ourselves i have a book with me here titled the reformed pastor by richard baxter richard baxter was a puritan who lived in the 1700s the puritan had lived in that era and they were people who were very very intentional on practicing godliness according to the word of god in the 1700s then now he wrote on this passage acts 20 verse 28 talking about how to take heed to yourself and he said see that the work of saving grace be thoroughly wrought in your own souls take heed to yourselves lest you be void of that saving grace of god which you offer to others and be strangers to the effectual working of that gospel which you preach beware lest while you pro- proclaim to the world the necessity of your of a savior your own hearts should neglect him and you should miss an interest in him and his saving benefits take heed lest you perish while you call upon others to take heed of perishing and lest you famish yourself while you prepare food for them that's a powerful statement there 
that's one of the things we have to take heed of or take heed to somewhere else he said talking about this taking heed that we shouldn't be content with just having the grace of god in our lives but to be to ensure and be careful that the graces are kept in vigorous and lively exercise that we should preach to ourselves the sermons that we are preaching to others and that of course has to do with we who are doing this podcast as we are preaching the sermon to others we should ensure that the message is also being preached to ourselves take heed to yourself lest your example contradict your doctrine again it says take heed to yourselves lest you live in those sins which you preach against in others and lest you be guilty of that which you daily condemn will you make it your work to magnify god and when you have done dishonor him as much as others will you proclaim christ's governing power and yet condemn it and rebel yourselves will you preach his laws and willfully break them if sin is evil why do you live in it if it is not why do you dissuade men from it if it is dangerous how dare you venture on it if it is not why do you tell men that it is if god's threatenings are true why do you not fear them if they are false why do you needlessly trouble men with them and put them into such frights without a cause do you know the judgment of god that they which commit such things are worthy of death and yet will you do them you that teach another teach yourself teach you not yourself you that say a man should not commit adultery or be drunk or covetous are you such yourself you that make boast of the law true breaking of the law do you dishonor god all these are from romans chapter 1 verse 32 chapter 2 verse 17 chapter 2 verse 21 and verse 24 down to 24 sorry shall the shall the same tongue speak evil that speak against evil shall those lips censure and slander and backbite your neighbor that cry down these and the things that are like these sins in other people's lives therefore take heed to yourselves lest you cry down sin and yet do not overcome it lest while you seek to bring it down in others you bow to it and become its slaves yourselves for to whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought in bondage that's second peter chapter 2 verse 19 to whom you yield yourself servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey that's also romans 6 verse 19 take heed to yourselves that you do not lack the qualifications necessary for the work he must not be himself a babe in knowledge that will teach men all those mysterious things which must be known for salvation so these are just some of the ways that we should take heed to ourselves and if you talk about the reason why we should do this there are so many reasons and in the book i recommend you can go and look for it the reformed pastor by richard baxter the reasons why we should do that are there and how it should be done take heed to yourself is what we are told because if we do not give careful attention to our own salvation then how can we be of any help to others and that's why we are told that the life if it must be effectual the best thing you can do is to show a godly example it will tell more for the truth it will have more power to move people to practice the truth than the greatest eloquence that is not accompanied by a godly example you may be a good preacher or a good speaker but if while people scrutinize your life and you are also practicing publicly sins or even privately 
that you have condemned or that will lead people astray, then you will not do much good to those who watch you. So that's why we need to focus on ourselves first and ensure that we are getting things right. Of course, I do understand. I'm not trying to make it look as if one must be perfect because somebody might look at it that way as if one must be exceptionally perfect before he can lead other people to Christ. No. God understands uh, that we are growing. He understands our weaknesses. He knows and he's trying to help us. But the greatest, or I say the strongest hindrance to the salvation of, of another person is that soul which while it is preaching the truth and proclaiming so many godly things yet has a vice in his life now there's a difference between a weakness and vice like we are told ignorance and weakness may be forgiven but a vice you cannot overlook when we say vice now we're talking of someone who is openly practicing evil and not even calling it evil so i may say oh this is wrong that is wrong this is wrong that is wrong and yes i'm preaching it and telling people that's what it is but then there is something i am doing and i'm telling people no the bible doesn't condemn this i've heard a pastor sit down publicly satellite television and someone wrote a question to him and asked sir i want to know if masturbation is wrong and this pastor spoke publicly satellite telling people that masturbation is not wrong that is your body and you can do whatever you want with it i'll stop there now this is a vice that i'm talking about you may struggle with a sin that's a different thing but when one is preaching all the good things and then is publicly practicing both in word and doctrine another sin that person is going to be a stumbling block to the life of others and that's why we are told take heed to yourself and to the doctrine to all who are listening and all of us who are here i pray that god will help us and give us the grace to really take heed to ourselves how do we take heed to ourselves i want to speak to my own self too keep a song in your heart we have temptations that we face every day sometimes even myself i know these things but it's another thing to put it in practice there are two different things. That's why we are told here that it is not as much intellectual knowledge that we need rather than the practice of the things of God. You may be able to know from cover to cover what the Bible says, but then you need to have that connection with heaven that will give you power through the Spirit to put into practice all you know. How do we overcome sin? Jesus gave the divine formula, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. But the question is, through the day do you take it to yourself to watch and pray do you understand what it means to watch do you understand what it means to pray what are you to pray for how are you to pray these are things we need to understand because having known it all you teach people watch and pray but do you do it then jesus said if your right eye causes you to sin cut it off for it is better for you to go to heaven to the kingdom of god without one eye than to be in hellfire with two eyes now, after you know this, do you still do it? Do you cut it off? We are told in 1 Corinthians 15, I think verse 31, that says, Evil be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. We are told in Psalms chapter 101, I think maybe verse 3 downwards, it says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. These are tips given to us 
so that we we reduce the amount of temptation that comes our way and even if the temptation comes jesus said when it does come how to have how to ensure that you overcome it is to watch and pray so that you do not fall into it you know there are two different things god gives us tips on how to take heed to ourselves firstly you must live a life that ensures that the temptation that comes to you is as minimal as possible and the ways to do that is like what we talked about yesterday your diet your friends the things you expose yourself to the location you are living what you are watching what you are reading those things are in your hands it's not in another person's hands it's not the devil who does it to you you pick that book and read it you put on that program you go to youtube you go to that website you put play that music nobody is bringing it to you and jesus has told us these things are in your hands i know that for someone who has been long into these things it will be difficult but that's where i say god gives the grace you have to ask for grace and power to give you the strength to stop these things you've been doing they are your hands to do the devil may have had you strong and usually when he just pushes you in your mind impulsively you pick that book you listen to that music you watch that thing and you get you're already tempting yourself not the devil tempting you you are tempting yourself but god has given us tips how to take heed to ourselves keep a song in your heart that is a way to take heed to yourself Memorize scripture. Psalms 119 verse 9 verse 11 says, Where without shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto unto thy word. Then verse, uh, then the other one says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. These are ways we have been told to fortify the mind so that it, the flesh does not push us to do what we do not want to do and we do not take heed to ourselves. But then there is the other case where after you have taken heed to yourself, what happens? Temptation comes from the devil himself permitted by God to, to test you and to build your character. Then comes Jesus' instruction. Not that before then is not important. It is still important before then, but then now it is more important. Watch and pray. Having cut away your eye and your leg and your hands, which does not literally mean those things, but the things that causes you to sin, having done that, having helped your mind to be seen, having helped it to be calm, temptation can still come. When it does come, you need to watch and really pray that God will give you strength to overcome. In this manner, you are taking it to yourself. But guess what? As sweet as what I have said is, even me personally, I may finish it from here and yet not practice all that I have said. So you see that intellectual knowledge is different from the practice. And this is the challenge that we have. We have to grow. The Bible says, Second Peter 2, uh, 1 verse 5, that we should be diligent to make our calling and election sure that we should add to our faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. But we're not supposed to stop in knowledge and to knowledge temperance and then godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. Knowledge alone will not save. That's my point. Intellect alone cannot save. It's not the power of intellect that helps us to overcome sin. It helps actually to make you know what to do and what to ask for from God. To sharpen the perception and the conscience so that the conscience now knows, oh, this is wrong because I have knowledge now. Before it was not going to prick you. You just keep doing what you want to do. But now the knowledge comes in and the conscience is sharp enough to tell you, no, this is wrong. But then knowledge does not help willpower. The will is ours to exercise if you have to put it on God's side. I've heard that so much 
But yet, sometimes it's difficult to put the wheel on the side of God. And that's why I think the solution to that will be to be prayerful. But then the prayer is a walk. Will you pray? Even though you know, will you pray? Even though you know you need to keep a song in your heart, will you sing it? Even though you know that you you need to keep the word of God in your heart, haven't kept it, will you remind yourself of it when the temptation comes? This is the work that needs to be done. And that is why this is personal effort. God is not going to do it for us. I'm speaking from my own experience. Even there are times when I may be going through a temptation, the, the Holy Spirit himself will bring songs to my heart that I did not think of. But if you do not dwell on that song and take it to yourself, it's only the Holy Spirit that is singing it in your mind. It's not you. I'm saying from experience, the Holy Spirit will bring these songs that are addressing the issue of temptation. But it is one thing for the Holy Spirit to bring it and it is another for you at that moment of temptation while taking it to yourself to pick it up for yourself and then run with it. This is practical life we are talking about here. Those songs will just keep ringing in the mind for long and then the temptation is still there. Sometimes I don't pick it up. Other times... I pick it up. But this is what God is doing to help us. I know God is working in our lives. He talks to us. And the reason why these songs come is because I know them before, by the way. The Holy Spirit will not bring to your mind something you do not know. He won't. He will only bring to your mind something you know. God will always make a way of escape. And I know what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading verse 13, says it. That... God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So if you are taking heed to yourself, you would see that way of escape. Somebody may just call you on the phone and then push you away from whatever you were discussing that was taking you away from God or whatever you were doing that was taking you away from God. That's an opportunity to get yourself again and recoup so that you can fight the battle, run away or something, taking it to yourself. Or the Holy Spirit just bring those songs. Many ways God will try to bring a way of escape. I pray for everyone who is listening, for myself, also for all of us who are here, that God will help us to put these things in practice. Intellect will not help. We need to put effort. This is the last part of salvation. After God has done everything in giving us knowledge, Holy Spirit, the death of Jesus, the work of the holy angels in heaven, even his own passion for us, after he has done that, he cannot still save us unless we do our parts, that personal effort. He will not pray for us. He will not watch for us. It is ours to do to watch. It is ours to put in that effort. When he brings in the cue, throwing in the way of escape for us, it is ours to take. He's not going to take it for us. After saying, no, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, is he the one that is still going to push your hand? No. He has given you the way of escape. He has given you the spirit. If you will let him, he will do it. But if you don't let him, if you are still enjoying the sin, you will tell the Holy Spirit, wait for a moment, let me finish. And he's still trying to invite you. Come, play that song in your head. And then you are still there doing what you want to do. May the Lord help us to really grab this salvation and not neglect it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you immeasurably for hearing our prayers, which we asked at the beginning of this podcast. Thank you for revealing to us the ways of escape. 
dear lord i pray that as the holy spirit works in our heart to raise a standard to show us the way of escape that we will with joy grab it we will with joy rejoice that our father in heaven has remembered us for good lord that we would delight to walk in your ways father when we are walking on the streets or in our duty posts and we have reasons to sing and the holy spirit brings to us songs to sing brings to us bible passages to hit down the temptation i pray lord that we shall rejoice in you and take a hold of your strength and make peace with you father i pray for a consecrated heart i pray for a devoted heart i pray for a selfless heart a heart that does not seek his own but seeks the pleasure of our master lord please everyone who has heard this word or who would hear it by another means maybe by stories or by narration i pray that lord they would rejoice for strength father this is the secret we have seen this is the secret of our success please lord may we grow in it and be full men in you lord thank you for hearing us today we pray in jesus name amen